0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything Podcast. My name is Amit Mann. Rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast platforms, and on YouTube, like, and subscribe there as well. We continue our deep dive into all the prospects in terms of coaching candidates for the Toronto Raptors, and we arrive at Jordi Fernandez. He's an assistant with the Sacramento Kings, highly touted, highly skilled, and joining me to talk about it today, Tony Kenyamirez. uh, He writes for Mundo Deportivo. I'm sorry if I messed that up. Uh, it's a newspaper in Spain, um, so clearly. He's got some invested interest into Jordi Fernandez. How are you, man? Uh, thanks so much for joining me.
1: How are you? I no, thanks, uh, thanks, a lot uh, to you uh, for for thinking of me to talk about uh, Jordi Fernandez. I know that uh, right now there are a lot of uh, candidates uh, to to be the Ratos' head coach, but uh-huh. uh, I'm looking forward that uh, Jordi uh, Fernandez be the new coach, head coach because. You know, moreover, uh, Raptors are, are known, are very known in Spain to, to be an organization with a long tradition of Spanish players. Yeah. I uh, you know Barbajosa, Jose Manuel Calderon, uh, obviously Margazol and Sergi Vaca, they, they were part of yeah. the ring. Uh, Sergio Scariolo, That I mean, he's Italian, but he's almost Spanish because he has he has been uh, mm-hmm. coaching the Spanish national team for a lot of a lot of years. Uh, Juan Fernando Gomez, uh, he, he has he has played in Raptors this season. So yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not uh, continuing this this tradition of Spanish people with Jody Fernandez?
0: 100%. We may have to have a conversation about Sergio as well because I believe he is also a candidate for this job. So yeah, maybe we yeah. touch base with you next week or something like that. But however, let's focus on Jordi Fernandez. So right off the top, why do you think the Raptors are interested in making him potentially their head coach?
1: Yeah, actually, well, Jordi Fernandez, uh, he has not uh, he has not been uh, head coach yet in, in, in the NBA, but he has been around the league uh, for ten years. Uh, he, has, mm-hmm. uh, work, uh, in, uh, he has worked in he has uh, worked in player development in Cleveland Cavaliers. He won, was part of the coaching staff of Cavaliers that won the ring in twenty sixteen. Uh, yep. He has been uh, six years in the coaching staff uh, of Michael Malone in Denver Nuggets, uh, working with uh, Nikola Jokic. And, and now, especially this season, uh, I mean, he has been the, the main assistant coach uh, of Mike mm-hmm. Brown in Sacramento Kings. And uh, it's not just for, for his experience, uh, but also because he, uh, he's a very creative coach, he's a strong communicator. Uh, he has a doctorate in psychology. Other thing is that uh, he has experience, he has a lot of experience working with uh, young players because uh, he was the head coach of the g team of Cleveland Cavaliers, the Canton yeah. Chart. Uh He has worked, as I said, in, um, in players' development. I, I, I don't know if, if actually uh, maybe we can consider it a sign of fate, but in December, when Sacramento Kings came to play here, uh, Jordi Fernandez, he became the first uh, the first head coach in NBA uh, because yep. if you remember, Mike Brown was ejected in the in the game. And, he lost his mind. <laughs> yeah, he lost his mind. He, lo- he went into the floor to yeah to protest. It uh, was oh, wild the of the, the referee. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was a technical fall or something like that. I went to bed that night at uh, five a.m. You know because uh, yeah, it was a historical day for, for the Spanish basketball. So who knows let's uh let's uh, let's see let's
0: see um yeah definitely so the phd in sports psychology that's interesting um for a coach with the basketball background and you know we talk about him being a great communicator how does that degree um i guess inform his ability to communicate with players
1: yeah, well, it's, it's the same. For example, uh, I remember yesterday, uh, Juancho spoke in an event in in uh, in Spain, oh. and uh, Juancho actually he's a very close person. He's a very close uh, person to Jordi because actually he's the father of the two kids of Jordi Fernandez, so they are really close close friends, oh. and uh, and. Uh, as well, other 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 thing is that uh, Juancho he was playing a few years in the in Denver Nuggets, so, so he was working uh, with, with Jordi Fernandez. And one thing that uh, Juancho highlighted in the conversation of yesterday is that uh, Jordi Fernandez is a great communicator, but at the same time he, uh, he knows what is the limit. Uh, uh, he him with the players. I mean, mm. he knows uh, what is the right moment to 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 tell something to tell the players something, uh, so the players uh, don't feel overwhelmed. Uh, you know, so that I would think of Jordi Fernandez. Um, yeah, he's a very creative uh, with the with the drills. is uh, is a thing that uh, the, the, the the that the players uh, highlight highlight from from him as as well. You saw the 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 video when 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 kids came here in. In, in Toronto in December and they, they won, uh, when uh, Jordi Fernandez went into the the locker room, I mean the, the players uh, showered yeah. him uh, with, with champagne. And I mean uh, when when the players uh, have a reaction like that with a coach, I think that it's pretty meaningful about uh, how mm-hmm. the players uh, loves uh, the, 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 the coach, a coach.
0: Yeah, and you got Michael Malone from his past yeah. saying that he will one day be a head coach in the league. Yeah, uh, Mike Brown as you mentioned has also said that he you know he could be ready right now. I believe for the Atlanta job that eventually went to Quinn Snyder, he was in the running for it and Mike Brown leading into it. Uh, only good things to say about Jordy saying you know, he deserves this and it's going to come and um you know aside from basketball, you want this for good people and and Jordy is a good person. Um yeah, of course so with with Jordy, then I mean he's worked with a lot of different players. I, I recall there was um, a situation with Keegan Murray this past season, you know, during summer league, where the first play of the first game, he had asked Keegan, you know, where do you like the ball? Where do you want to score from? And he said the left corner and like the first play of the first summer league game for the kings he designed a play for keegan Murray. it was like a double drag play where he was supposed to you know flare out to the baseline for a, a wide open three and the play worked and he hit it it's like things like that and also you know looking at some of the games that he did coach in the nba um one of them was a loss and afterwards he was saying that you know i have to do a better job of making sure um i'm preparing these guys and giving them a chance to succeed it was essentially what he was saying so he's accountable and it's all about you know what can i do to help them how can i help these players win the game and i think that's really valuable it's it's like that player coach communication that he seems to really excel at
1: in terms of basketball basketball style uh, he's the defensive specialist in the sacramento kings Uh, yeah uh, i remember when when Kingswell uh, came here, I, I asked uh, Domantas Savonis about Jordi, and he insists he insists a lot about defense. Uh, he, yeah. he paid a lot of attention to all the defensive uh, details. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, in terms of basketball style, uh, I mean, I think that uh, Jordi Fernandez, I think fits fits with the with the Raptors' games, with the Raptors' identity, because sure. uh, for example, this detail, the the the, the different plays with handoffs, is a thing that. Is a is a trade, uh, that that defines the uh, the philosophy the Sacramento Kings philosophy, uh, right? With yeah. The Montez Savonis, actually, for example, in the if you remember in the first round of playoffs, uh, one one of the things that uh, that uh, that drew the attention the most from from everybody was like Warriors uh, were uh, were uh, letting uh, letting the Montez Savonis alone in the elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to put the foc- to put the focus in um, in the in chasing the players that uh, were uh, coming of the coming of the screens uh, Jordi, I mean he's 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 very focused uh, in uh, in taking advantage from from the centers uh, with a very high basketball IQ which is a thing that Raptors have uh, Jacob portel are very high basketball IQ uh, so I think that uh, Jordi Fernandez uh, would be able to to take advantage uh, of it. Mm-hmm. Another thing, I mean, the, the transitions, for example, because uh, Sacramento Kings uh, they have known this season to, uh, for, uh, because they, they have been a team that that have they have played uh, they have played really quick uh, attacking in the in the early possessions, uh, very mm-hmm. powerful in transitions, and at the same time is uh, is another identity trait that you can see in the Raptors. If I'm not wrong, this this last seasons, I mean. This this rap this uh, the last season of Raptors has not been good, but I mean, uh, if I know wrong Raptors, they have been the the first team in pro, in scoring uh, in in scoring after forcing uh, turnovers. Yeah. So things like that, the handle, the fact of mm-hmm. taking advantage of the centers with very high basketball IQ, the the fact uh, to be able to take advantage of the transitions. I mean that. That are are uh, ident- identity traits that that fit with the uh, with the Raptor's philosophy.
0: Yeah, definitely, and um, with someone like you know, a Yaka Pirtle, a Scotty Barnes too, who also had a bit of a dribble handoff role before Yaka Pirtle arrived. You get excited about, you know, what Jordy Fernandez could could do with those two and how you could still, you know, tap into that even more than they did last season. We only saw the early glimpses of of this kind of process with a Yaka I mean, even he said, you know, that my role with the Raptors is different than the one with the Spurs. And it was much more offensively um, oriented with the Spurs than it was with the Raptors. With the Raptors, it was more like he wasn't necessarily a hub for offense he was you know at times he was and him and og and anobi and some of those horns horns plays the flex plays uh they were able to find some chemistry but you want to see more of that and
1: yeah, the difference yeah.
0: Between, and the difference between the raptors and kings right now is like you know the kings have a lot better shooters and we hope that is addressed with the raptors during the off season, but even still you know player movement ball movement has to get uh, has to improve with whatever the raptors next iteration of the raptors is and also defensively i mean you you we were talking about him being kind of the, the lead defensive uh, coach for the Sacramento Kings. And then we're like, well, going into the playoffs, their defense wasn't great. However, yeah. you get excited about how they're able to game plan against the Golden State Warriors and how successful they were. They were pretty close to winning that series. Yeah, very, close, well, very close. Yeah, right. And very defensively, close. they were able to, you know, I mean, Steph Curry is going to do Steph Curry things sometimes. Um, but they were able to, you know, really take away some things. From the Warriors and they were that close, as I said, so you can see that he can game plan against the team. You know, when it comes to a playoff series, he can make that happen. And then you add in some of his traits as an offensive coach, um, what his style is in terms of his ability to, you know, get a team through a series, then you get excited about that as well.
1: Uh, Sacramento Kings—they uh, have not—they have not been among the best uh, defensive uh, defensive teams uh, in in the league. Actually, no. They, they, have, they have been the, the best offensive uh, team in the regular season. Actually, they have recorded uh, the the highest uh, offensive rating in the history. Yep. Uh, but uh, no, they—they they have not been the, the best team in the in the defensive end. But uh, uh, they have—they uh, have been among the best uh, ten teams uh, defensively in the last quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that is a is a very very interesting thing because uh, for example if if you um, is is a, is a, is, is, a, is a is an identity trade that that defines. Life is full
0: of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a
1: professional post
0: your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: And uh, Denver Nuggets as well. the Nuggets, maybe they don't have the best defense in the NBA, but uh, they, 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 they know how, how to push harder in defense to win the yeah. game. And yeah. I think that it's a, it's a thing that, uh, that you, you have missed in the Raptors in the season because uh, Raptors, uh, uh, Raptors they have slowed down, especially in the last quarter, So they I think it's a very interesting detail. If you if you if you are able to push harder in the decisive moments of the game, in the clutch moments, mm-hmm. I think that would be a very positive, uh, very positive things for for yeah for Raptors.
0: Yeah. And having multiple ways to win games um, too much over this past season, it was, if they weren't able to get the stops, then things were going to go out the window and they were probably going to lose the game. Fred Van has said many times that, you know, nowadays you probably have to be able to put up 120 points to be able to win NBA games. Now you don't want every game to be up there, but I think there is something to that, that you have to be able to win in different ways. Sometimes if a game is 100 or 98 points, you got to be able to win that and it's a different kind of style which is required to win that game versus a game where it's in the 120s. And I think that's something that the Raptors have to kind of get better at is being able to win in multiple different ways. And that's scheming, that's uh, pace, yeah. that's flow. And also it's being able to understand what is required at a certain juncture of a game. What kind of game is it? And how are we going to make sure we win that style of game? It can't always just be so focused in one way. You know, who is Pep Guardiola?
1: Yeah. Who is that? Pep Guardiola, because uh, uh, I don't know if someone is asking you about Pep Guardiola. Actually, yeah. Pep Guardiola and Jordi Fernandez, they are close friends as well. They are close friends. Uh, uh, well, Pep Guardiola obviously is the Manchester City coach. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, he's he's the best uh, soccer coach in the in the world. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if you like soccer, uh, I, I think that right now is is pretty pretty hard uh, seeing other team that be so complete, so versatile as Manchester City. Uh, very solid team uh, and, and yes Guardiola as, as I said uh, they have a close relationship Guardiola actually went went, uh, went to watch uh, when went to Cleveland to watch the finals in 2016 the, the finals uh, uh, the finals between Cleveland and warriors uh, that as, as I, because as I, as I told, as I've told before, uh, Jordi Fernandez was part of this coaching staff, of the, of the title yeah. coaching staff that won the ring in 2016. We are talking about uh, two different sports, like basketball and soccer. But but I mean, uh, Jordi Fernandez, he likes to take uh, things from other sports, like, like Guardiola, yeah. for example. Guardiola is a, he has been a a coach known uh, for, for for his curiosity to take. Uh, to take other things from other sports um, mm-hmm. as, as chess as as even volleyball for example we we've been uh, talking now about golden state warriors steve care he has uh, he has always been a coach has tried uh, to 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 learn things from other sports actually yeah uh, he has uh, more more uh, more one time he has uh, he has mentioned uh, the example of, of the barcelona guardiola um mm-hmm. because uh uh, in in the in the sense that uh, that uh, to be able to to pass pass uh, keep keep passing the ball keep passing the ball until until you are able to get the best look. This is a philosophy. This is a thing that that identifies Jordi, Jordi Fernández as well. The, this this curiosity to 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 learn things uh, from from another sports. Yes.
0: Yeah. And uh, Nick Nurse had this trait too, where he it was very creative, but it was more so on the defensive end that he got very creative. You know, we remember boxing one against Steph Curry and also the innovative defenses he's used to shut down star players. And there's a quote here from Malik Monk on some of the drills that uh, Fernandez has made them do with the Kings. And he said, it's just random. And the game of basketball is random. It's like, yeah, man, I, I like Jordy. Yeah.
1: I think that he was explaining that uh, one day uh, to try to, to work out the reflections uh, Jordi Fernandez mm-hmm. uh, put the players uh, to to run ladders uh, while uh, while he was uh, throwing them tennis balls uh, toward the the, the quicker reactions uh, to, sure. to improve the the deflections. And I think these uh, we are talking about a kind of drills that, that define the the creati- the creativity of, of Jordi as as a coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are in an NBA team, uh, your teammates, the coaching staff is your is yeah. your main family. You spend more time with them than than with your 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 family and the your real family, real right? mm-hmm. and, and it's it's very important to be innovative uh, to make the, the players have fun all the time. Uh, yeah, to, to to make that the players don't feel that uh, they are going through a, a very boring r- routine. That uh, that indeed a lot of times it is uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's a it's main disadvantage, right? Uh, that uh, that when, when the players feel that uh, they are in a kind of routine and uh, they are doing the same all the days, and uh, yeah, is 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 a, a thing that can can be tiring for the players, can can burn them them out.
0: Yeah. And you, it's, it's cool that uh, Mike Brown and him, uh, they formed this connection like many moons ago, it was like 15 years ago. And it just happened through, um, I believe it was Jordy Fernandez was working at a basketball academy and Mike Brown's son was there and he was intrigued by the drills. He had some of the kids going through. And just right from there, that's where this started the journey between Jordy Fernandez and Mike Brown. Now they've gone their separate ways at times, you know, Mike Brown had a job with the Cavaliers. He got let go. Um, As we mentioned, Jordy Fernandez, he ends up with the Denver Nuggets for a little while but through all of that, they're back here together, and like that kind of connection between two people in such a random kind of way, I think it speaks to you know the intrigue that there is with the Jordy Fernandez and how he thinks differently, and Mike Brown has gravitated towards that too. Anything else on on Jordy? Because I mean, he seems like you. He- Think about you know the defensive side of things. There's innovation. There's offensive innovation. He's a player coach. He's accountable for his own actions. And obviously, players nowadays they appreciate that. He can talk to players. He can talk to the media. Um, is there anything else we're missing? He seems like a great candidate.
1: First of all, he he was born in Barcelona. Barcelona is considered the the best place of basketball, uh, not just in Spain uh, but also even mm-hmm. even in Europe. Uh, actually, uh, play, um, Spanish NBA players like Ricky Rubio, like uh, Rudy Fernandez. That he, uh, Rudy Fernandez, he was playing in NBA a few a few years. And mm-hmm. uh, Rudy and Enrique they, they 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 raced in 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 juventud uh, in Barcelona yeah. in the, the juventude. He was born in a, in a city of basketball, the the first of all. But and after that, I mean, um, uh, he has been a very he has been a very adventurous adventurous man, a very daring a very daring uh, guy. Because in two thousand three, when he was uh, he was twenty, he went to mm-hmm. to to Netherlands. Uh, he started. Uh, he start working uh, washing dishes. Uh, he didn't even know any single word in English, uh, and yeah. he was able to to learn the English uh, uh, by by his own. And uh, from that point, uh, I mean, he was able to to learn English. Uh, he, he worked as a teacher uh, in a, as a university teacher in in the Netherlands, in Norway mm-hmm. as well. Uh, because as as I've mentioned before, he has a doctorate in psychology in in Spain. Uh, he uh, he studied uh, uh, a degree in uh, physical education, and, uh, and well, the, his his journey in, uh, in USA starting uh, I think starting in two thousand seven uh, because he went. Uh, he went to the Impact Basketball Academy to work with uh, with Mike Brown uh, from yeah. 2007. I mean, no, nobody was 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 paying him for 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 anything. Sure. And uh, and and then in 2009, and I, I mean, Mike Brown was impressed uh, about how about the capability of Jordi Fernandez uh, of. Mm-hmm. Uh, of working with the details uh, he was uh, impressed with with the jordi, with the passion of, of jordi fernandez and my ground uh, told him uh, jordi come come to cleveland one one week and was was like a testing week for for him yeah and real uh, and, and yeah and the organization and cleveland Cavaliers was impressed with the capability of jordi fernandez to to work the, with the players uh, to pay attention to to the details And uh, and yeah, he as a a, he he, well, he's he that that was the 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 start of all.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, his grind through his NBA journey, you know, coming to North America and then just like building and slowly building his way to the coach he is now and the wealth of experience working with those Cavaliers, uh, the Nikola Jokic's, Denver Nuggets, and now going to uh, his role with the Sacramento Kings. Like he's gone through the mud, so to speak, to get to where he is now. And Messiah Jerry has talked so much about you know, wanting to restore the culture around the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he's a culture fit. Right. Just from exactly, that point exactly. that he had to go through so much to get to where he is now. And that's what Chris Pouche has mentioned on hustle plays. Like we have to get back to, you know, put our, get our lunch pail, put our hard hat on and get back into the gym and making things work. And, uh, Jordi Fernandez, he gets an opportunity like this. I don't think he's going to mess it up. I'll put it that way.
1: Uh, Toronto is a very cultural, very multicultural city, a very open-minded yeah. city. So I think if you are able to, to make a bet on a, on a European coach, uh, I think that uh, it would be a, a, a good thing. I think that it's a thing that fits with the, with the Toronto philosophy, with the Raptors uh, philosophy.
0: Tony, this was great, man. Thanks so much. Thank you very, very much. much. I mean, thank
1: you to you for for thinking for thinking of me and uh, and let's see. I uh, I am looking let's forward see. to Jordi Fernandez be the new head coach.
0: I want it for you too. It was unfortunate the way things went with Juancho. All right, everyone. Um, appreciate it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.